Did you know in Egyptian, um, like hieroglyphics, it's like a pig and a pen together mean the word turquoise or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's something like that. It's like a pig and a pen next to each other in the hieroglyphics. It it means turquoise. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, whoever deciphered that is a genius. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, welcome back to Dibs, guys. Welcome back, episode four. Yeah, we're all full of energy. Um, I, I don't know what, uh, these guys have been doing, but I just want to talk about, um, (laughs) update of Bailey's life. Yeah. Um, Bailey's I, hobbies. Yeah, because I think in the first or second episode we talked about I was going to start swimming. Well, this was day two of swimming, and it is already kicking my ass. So I'm so excited for you. That's exciting. So now I'm very tired, and I've just quit cold turkey everything once again. So I should. That's probably another reason I'm in high spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm having nicotine withdrawal. I have alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, like Sunday was like unknowingly my last hurrah, and yeah, here we go. Oh, good. This good. is like this is like the best time to do LSD for you though. If you just ever wanted to try it, like right now, I feel like it's like the best time. Why is that? I don't want to do it, but if if I did, why would this be the best time? Because um, once you're, like, completely sober and everything, then you could have, like, this grand epiphany about, like, life and the world and no. how you're, like, connected to it. And No? Okay. I can't. I can't do anything that's going to mess with my reality. Um, yeah, I it, show, it shows you reality. But I don't, I don't want to know. I feel like I'll know reality, that reality, once I die. And I don't want to know it beforehand. I feel like... I would be able to see that reality now if I were supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, true. But LSD some, wouldn't exist if it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, some mm. people think that the aliens, there's like a conspiracy theory that the aliens left mushrooms here on Earth as like trinkets for people to find so that people could see like the truth about the world that when the aliens came, they left mushrooms here. <laughs> there, it's a whole conspiracy theory so I'm not saying LSD I believe mushrooms? it I'm just saying that's what people no they're two different things but they're they have similar uh, hallucinogenic so effects what is LSD like... where, where, where is that where does that come from um, LSD comes from um, is it man made uh, let me see no I'm, it's I think I don't know where does LSD because Melina was like well it 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 exists, so maybe it's like supposed to like be relevant. But cocaine also exists. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure, I'm pretty not sure su- we're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty hmm. sure we're not supposed to do all that. Oh yeah. Nope. Yep. Nope. It was uh, created by a Swiss scientist during the Cold War. The CIA conducted uh, experiments with it. For mind control, information gathering, and other purposes. Uh, okay, so maybe no. mushrooms. Maybe do sh- like shrooms are natural. Like those just grow. Maybe that, but I'm still wouldn't do it. Cause My can. brother messaged me one day and was like, 
we should do shrooms together. And I'm like, have you done shrooms? <laughs> he was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. Let's uh, plan that sometime. So it can't be that bad. He's not like a- Shrooms are one of the few things that I have not done, but I'm so interested to see where Melina's mind goes on shrooms. You know what? I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like I'd feel more comfortable with Savannah there. Like, because, like, you, if I had, like, started having a panic attack, I feel like Savannah would be able to calm me down. My brother's just going to laugh at me or, like, not really yeah, know what to do. I would, I would be like, <laughs> oh, did you hear that? And then I would, like, turn around and then scream and then look back. And then I'd be like, is is it, is your heart beating really fast right now? I think you're having a heart attack. And then, <laughs> like, and, like the, be the worst trip sitter. I I feel like uh, I feel like I'm a a really good trip sitter just because having such an extensive resume of drug consumption um, I have a pretty good general idea of how each one is going to uh, affect a person Um, from from A to Z pretty much Um, I don't really think you can trip sit people on heroin though they pretty much just or KO'd. (laughs) I mean, I guess you can watch around them to make sure nobody kidnaps them or something, but other than that. The only thing is, like, you know, drugs, like, everything affects everyone so differently. Like, alcohol even affects people differently. I mean, nicotine affects people differently. And it has so much. So it's, it's really hard to, like, gauge. And, like, the one thing that scares me about, you know, any kind of psychedelics is you know people have great experiences but then you could also be the one that has a really bad trip and then this reality is very hard for you to come back to after experiencing that you know other side or whatever so i just choose to um not partake i will find out later yeah experience both good and bad trips and what i learned from good and bad trips is the bad trips were bad drugs i'm not gonna lie to you um yeah uh i think that with the way drugs are today um and the economy and stuff a lot of people cut corners um and you Mm -hmm. have to know someone and really really trust them for like whatever you're getting Um, and I don't even think going back so many years, I don't even think I could find the people that, you know, the, the best trip I ever went on was, was on LSD, pure LSD. Um, and it was on a large sweet tart. If you guys have ever seen like the oversized sweet tarts, um, and they dosed it on like a drop of one of those. And it was beautiful it was amazing I felt like um I felt like the trees were lined in pink and they were breathing with me and I had this epiphany that we're all water people like the atmosphere is made out of water the earth is like 70 percent water um our bodies are made of water and I felt like we were these water people just floating in space in this water droplet And it was, and I could like envision it. I could feel it. It was insane. But I've also had a absolutely terrible trip back in the early 2000 teens, like 2013, 14. There was 
rampant in the area that I lived in, something called Research Chem. And Research Chem was being sold as LSD on these little pieces of paper that had like cartoons on them. Um, and they split into little tiny squares. And typically that's what you would see with LSD, but this was very, very cheap. And I, God, if I wish I knew where these kids got it, because the kids that were selling it were like 16, 17, 18, selling it to like the 13, 14, 15 year olds, which is insane to think about. But I had the most terrible trip and I actually ended up getting it accidentally again at a different time. The first time I ever did it, I, I was actually at the mall and um, my brain felt like it was in a deep fryer. Uh, I was hot. My brain was hot. Um, and I thought that the mall was collapsing, like from the it's top. The brain, like, it's the brain collapsing. cells frying. Yeah. I went, I ran into the parking deck of the mall and I thought that it was collapsing. Uh, complete panic attack. It was terrible. Oh my God. Um, and then the second Tweaking. time. Oh, tweaking. And then the second time I ended up on research chem, someone had said that this was LSD, this was whatever. It absolutely was not LSD. It was research chem again. And the only reason that I recognized it is from that hot feeling of like frying almost. Um, and it was around Halloween time, actually. And we had like a kid's bowl of candy on the counter. And have you ever seen those rings? They're the little plastic rings that have a spider on them. Yes. Okay, I think there were a few of them in that bowl, but they came out of the bowl and started crawling down the counter of my kitchen, um, down onto the cabinets below the kitchen sink and all over the floor. Um, oh, and good. yeah, <laughs> it was terrifying. Um, and luckily, the time that I had with pure LSD was after both of those experiences. You'd think I'd learned my lesson. Right. I, I thought maybe you had LSD prior to taking those and you were like looking for that again. But the fact that you tried a third time. Yeah. Uh... Um, it was actually <laughs> so I was a bit older. I was in my early 20s. Um, no, I think I was 19, maybe early 20s, 19, somewhere in that 1920 range. Um, and it was someone that I very much trusted and he was visiting from like California or something. He was very West coast. He like sleeped with, like he would sleep outside. Very like vibey. Um, and he had it yeah, on a sweetheart. Very vibey. You mean homeless? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I think he had just recently got out of prison. Um, <laughs> yeah, but very vibey. Love that. Very vibey. He's like sleeps um, outside with his dog. It's very, it's such a vibe. It, literally just homeless. That's yeah, hilarious. I, I think mushrooms are just like a, a much more mellow version of LSD is, is what I gather. I remember one time um, there was like this small little music festival thing and this guy, it wasn't like any kind of rave or anything. That's not really my scene. But this guy walks up with like this bag and he's like, hey man, you want like mushrooms? And me and my two other friends that are with me were like, no, we're good. Thank you. He's like, more for me then. And he just keeps grabbing these mushrooms and just like eating them like right in front of me. Like just, yeah, literally by the handfuls. Oh and I was God. like, that <laughs> guy is going to be fucked in like an hour or two it's gonna be um, insane but um i went to a skrillex concert when i was uh, early 20s and 
I probably was the only person not on some sort of hard drug drug yeah yep I didn't even like I didn't even smoke I don't even know if I I don't even think I drank because I don't even think I was 21 yet um and I just remember looking around me and there's just like people sitting on the floor and like <laughs> people getting rowdy and I was like well the concert was kind of cool with or without drug well I don't know about with but without drugs um but yeah, I bet the, the hard- concert was way better for the I, people <laughs> I, you know what it probably was because Skrillex isn't like something you I don't know if do you guys know Skrillex yeah my little yeah. brother when he was like 10 was a really big Skrillex fan yeah um so the hardest drug I've ever done not prescribed was weed and <laughs> that's not even really a drug it's intense so- <laughs> what was what was your first time smoking weed like, Melina? Oh, so I hope that my brother or my mom never listens to this podcast because my mom would probably kill my brother and my brother would kill me for this. But <laughs> so, oh, good. So, so when I was, I was a was a goody two shoe, like straight A's, teacher's pet. I would have never guessed. Uh, yeah, me either. And so when I was like, <laughs> you seem like such a rebel. <laughs> like I probably was around 14 or 15 I got into this really big fight with my um with my friends and they pretty much disowned me and so I was like a loner um and I was really upset at this time and got a, I'm a fucking teenager hormones depression all that good stuff and I had told another friend of mine it was actually my neighbor uh, uh so we kind of like grew up next to each other and I told her I was like I would I would probably drink like alcohol before I would ever do something like like smoke weed um because again I was a goody two-shoe I hadn't touched either and like you know dare was a real thing right they would come and do these shows and like drugs are bad right and so my brother like texted me like a day or two later he's like did you tell so and so that you would drink and I was like um would you did you tell so-and-so that I that you would drink and I was like that's none of your business like why is she even telling you that and uh like I got really mad and he's like well no no like I wanted to see if you wanted to come out to the barn with the boys and I and smoke and I was this is the first time my brother ever invited me to hang out with him and his friends. So not only had I just lost my friends, I was also like in this depression stage. And now I was just so excited that my brother, who was like kind of popular, kind of like with all, he was a popular the stoner people, I guess the community. Uh, yeah, the stoner community. And I we so we went out to the barn, and he um. He literally held the pipe to my mouth and lit it for me. And that was my first dabble with weed. And um, yeah. <laughs> what, what did you feel? What happened? Oh, it was, it was my throat was on fire. It was so bad. I coughed a lung up. Like it was like it was so bad. It was needed so- a transplant. Yeah. It, and like he literally. He literally, I didn't touch the thing. He held the pipe, he held the lighter, and he lit it and told me to inhale. 
Did you did you like see things? Did you see like a whole new world? Or? No, it actually took me. It actually took me probably about five or six times of smoking to actually feel anything. Like I didn't, I didn't really feel high. It didn't do really anything for me the first few times I did it to the point where I was like, what, why are we doing this? Um, and then we were like clam baking in like an old van that we had parked in the field. And uh, then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just felt very relaxed and warm. Um, so that was my my first experience with weed um and honestly I'm not a huge weed smoker even to this day like the only reason I did it back then was just to to be able to fit in with my brother and the crowd so um but I do have a like another funny story when it comes to that if we want to to hear that story about the time that um I got really really high and we went to our homecoming and I went with my brother and his friends and I pat I had a panic attack and I passed out and I bashed my face off the brick wall and I had to like crawl against the brick wall to like go like sit myself down and my brother at the time I thought my brother was so mad at me he was like Melina you need to get your shit together like they're gonna catch you they're gonna do they're gonna like blah 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 and I'm like I'm okay I'm okay but in reality, like when we talked about it, you know, a few years ago, he was like dying laughing. Like every time he turned away from me, he was like cracking up. And then he would turn back and be like, you need to get your thing together, your shit together. And then he would turn around and just go laugh some more. And so then his. <laughs> so then like I fall down onto the ground and my, uh, you know, somebody who was a grade above me, their boyfriend's a paramedic. And they're like, I need to ask, are you under the influence of any drugs? And I was like, no, I just didn't eat today. So then they brought me like a personal pan meat lovers pizza. And I was a vegetarian at this time. So they brought brought me munchie food for my brother and his friends. (laughs) So they, And then I went and like sat in the car and I was like falling asleep. And the vice principal was like, you need to take your sister home. And yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrifying. That's yeah. insane. And and that's why I didn't smoke weed for a really long time. Like in like I would do it, you know, privately with them, but I did not want to smoke and go out in public because I was so paranoid. I was a paranoid high. And now like in the places that it's legal, like like um when I was in Vegas, like we like I have a pen and I don't mind smoking um or taking gummies and stuff but it's just not something I do on the um you know my everyday basis or something that I crave um not really my drug I don't really have a drug I guess alcohol is my drug and I I don't really do that much either what about you Bailey I (laughs) honestly could not tell you when the first time I smoked we was uh, I I really have no idea there I mean I, I've had my experiences with it, but I guess, like, the the majority of my experiences were just me just eating a lot. It was just that. Um, watching a movie and being like, whoa. Like, <laughs> that exact feeling. Or it just being, like, whenever I was just... Um, 
Because it, it's like a downer, right? I know there's like different kinds, but overall, right? Like it's it, a, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a stimulant. Like people say, it's like oh well, this one makes you want to like sleep under a porch. This one makes you want to build a porch. I have never experienced that on weed. Yeah, weed that's wanted to make or made me want to build anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the um the sativa that I don't think I ever tried sativa until it was um like a legal thing where they could separate it because most of the weed you got was like your homegrown, you know, they just took right. the seeds, so that's why you got a lot of that. But sativa does make you more focused and awake, and it's what I actually prefer. But anyway, well, I so I I was in a state that this was legal. And I tried both. I just to just to see. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. And um, and it was at a dispensary. Even I, you know, I did have my fair share of like the homegrown, but I've never. It was. It's all for me. Was very much a, a downer. So even on the stuff that was like, you know, people were like, "Yeah, it gets you hype." Like, <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh, it I made me it, yeah. <laughs> see. And I, I have the same experience though. Uh, I, I didn't get it legally, um, but I just smoked so much that like, if if you really smoke and you know your weed, you can look at it and be like, "This is indica. This is sativa." And then after a few puffs, you can just confirm that for yourself because there is like a different. I feel like it affects it in a different way uh depending on like where it's leaning but all of it made me lazy as shit and I swear it is the main reason that I like was so unproductive into my mid-20s I, right. I was gonna say I think they're all I think they're all downers because like even when I took the sativa I'm still just very chill right mm-hmm. like I'm not like hyper I mean I guess what like but people laugh a lot when they like is there certain like brand that makes you just have the giggles i don't know sorry strain (laughs) no i think it depends on like your your state of mind to be honest with you um into it yeah yeah i because my my relationship with weed changed a lot from the time that i was 14 to the time that i was um 23 when i finally stopped smoking weed um and I think as I got older, my relationship had very much changed with it. When I was younger and I was smoking, I'd be like, ha ha, this is hilarious. Ah, oh my God, look at you. You got a stupid face because I'm high. Um, and then <laughs> and then it turned into like, um, like just kind of smoking to cope with the day or like think about something or listen to music so I think it depends on who you are and like where you're at how it really affects you so even though like you know I've smoked you know kind of uh you know here and there throughout my life like it's never been a very constant thing ever for me it's just kind of like um kind of like a win in Rome type of thing like I think the mm-hmm. like the most regular I would do it was you know I would um like it would be like a weekend thing for like a month or two for me and then I would just stop um so it was never like a very I never did it for years or like months at a time like or every day or at any point um but I think I relate a lot with the change because I remember whenever I first started doing it I was more just like oh like I'm so hungry like I like this YouTube this you know youtube channel is way more entertaining right now (laughs) than it was whenever i was watching it before so then it went from that to then it was just like i was uh, like i think in my overall mood shifted like every time that i would uh you know 
partake if you will and, and i just got really sad um the like the yeah. only the last few memories i have of um uh, smoking weed or, or eating edibles or, or whatever it was just really depressing and really sad and that's just not it's and that's what i now associate with yeah. weed so it's just yeah, yeah i can weed. relate to that i have a theory i i smoked for a long time almost 10 years consecutively and um you know i I had a lot of run-ins with the law because of it. I had a terrible track record, but weed was there always Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) Um, And starting really young also, like I started before I had a job. So we would do crazy things to get money for weed. It was, it wasn't a good relationship. Um, But I have this theory because of for how long that I smoked and how often I smoked. It's a very out there theory, but I feel like every time that you smoke, once you get into that headspace and you kind of unlock that part of your brain, the previous time that you smoked transfers over in a way, like the feeling, it's like you go into a place that you never left. If that makes sense, a headspace. Because there would be times when uh, as I was starting to quit that I would smoke leaps and bounds apart from each other in, in comparison to that consecutive smoking every day, it would be like, I'd smoke, I wouldn't smoke for two months and then I would. Um, and I felt like my, my headspace was going exactly to where I was and the same place that I smoked two months ago and then I would try it again, you know, and that's a, that's kind of how I ended up stopping is because I felt like I was going into the same place. I became like the same person as backwards. Yeah. As if no days in between had, had happened um, in this like really strange way. In like relation to like, you know, when you hear a certain song, it brings you back to a time or smell Mm -hmm. a certain smell it brings you back to a certain moment I think it's kind of similar to that in the the mindset yeah but it's almost like it's a complete transformation from my my regular everyday cognitive thinking just you're in a different place yeah yeah I understand what yeah you know what I'm trying to say um which is which is really weird um have you guys ever done molly um yes unintentionally (laughs) um so i remember i went um i was going i was driving to dallas for the first time and i was taking this girl uh who i was like training for work with me and hilarious (laughs) yeah and then so um we go and then we only end up like working for like two days out of like the four that were there so one of the days that we're not working is Saturday and we're in Dallas. So we go out Friday night because we know that we can just, you know, stay in on Saturday. Yeah. And we ended up going to this. It was so cool. Oh, I wish I could remember. It's um, it's in the deep Elm or, or like that street or whatever. And it's like this uh, when you go in, it's like the small little candy shop. And you have to have a password, and the password resets each day. Um, and then once you say the password, you're in this candy shop, and then you're like, oh, that's weird. I thought everyone was, like, coming in. And then they open up a wall, by, like, a part of the, the candy like wall. 
Yeah, and it's this whole other thing. Yeah, it's absolutely a speakeasy, but it goes into like the VIP section. It's crazy. I don't know how we found this because this was our first time here. And somehow we found oh, I, I think I think one of the um guys from that office showed us actually. Perfect. I, I know. We were the 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 amount of professionalism was unmatched. Uh, but so, so all I'm gonna so, say is I'm a truth speaker. I'm a speaker of the truth. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, so we go in and it's just an awesome place. But earlier, I had asked my friend for an ibuprofen, and she's like, "Sure, no problem." And she gives me an ibuprofen, and I. I go, okay, cool. And then I'm, you know, drinking away. And then she's like, oh, honey, you're going to be rolling here in about 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? And, <laughs> and then so she tells me that she give me Molly or um, Molly and ecstasy is like the same thing, right? Yes, it is. Molly yes. is just the nickname for ecstasy. Okay. Well, she's like, oh, that's ecstasy. I was, I was like, oh, that's a scary word. Molly is way less scary than <laughs> ecstasy for the record. She said ecstasy. I was like, am I going to die? No. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I was just like, oh, well, that's cool, I guess. I wonder how it's going to affect me while I'm absolutely blackout drunk that I'm planning on getting. So we go on through the night and basically I I just remember having the time of my life. I'm like a party animal. I'm dancing all over the place. I keep getting drinks. I take this man I was talking to at the bar. He was like telling me about like how much money he made and all this stuff and he pulled out like a wad of ones and I was like, oh my god, can I have that? And he was like, sure so he gave me like 10 ones and i started throwing like like tossing them up in the air and then (laughs) best thing ever yeah and then i went back the next day so first of all as soon as we got back to the hotel also side note don't know how we got back to the hotel no clue but me and this girl get back to our hotel and I take a shower. She's, like, asleep. And I don't get out of the shower. Like, I remember waking up, and the shower was running, and I'm on the shower floor, right? Or, like, and, <laughs> and I didn't actually sleep. That's just when I gained consciousness, right? Because I've, I, I've had that happen to me before. Right. And then, like, I was, I remember looking back at my pictures the next day. My eyes were bloodshot. All the pictures that we took that we thought we were having a great time at this bar, my eyes eyes were huge like my pupils were like literally the whole eye I was like oh my god I can't post these and and then I had like pictures underneath the hotel sink of me just laying there in a bath like with my hair in a bath towel and I was like what it was like it was like a scene from the hangover I was like I was trying to piece back what happened the night before and then I had this one guy texting me talking about like oh, are you still coming over later tonight? And I was like, no. I don't know what I said <laughs> to you last night. But absolutely not. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, I'd do it again. But that's the first and only time I've done that. Yeah, when I when I did Molly, it was during um, my very, very, very gay phase. Um, I was such a little whore I don't know what (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what got into me I guess the molly um but I honestly 
when I had done Molly, it was like your your typical um, ecstasy story. Um, someone asked us if we wanted to try Molly, and we said yes. And it was me and a group of I think there were like four four girls there, or something. Um, and probably an hour and a half in, we were all making out and fucking. It was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah. I have a similar story. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, it, with Molly it was pretty or bad. Without Molly. Without Molly. But uh, it was a different substance. <laughs> uh, the, the one, th- I, I just, I remember doing, so we did the Molly and I was like this crazy, like rowdy teenager that everyone knew is like the little gay girl that they used to take to the bars and like do all of this kind of fun stuff with. I was like their pet. And, um, the girls I was friends with are not the girls that were in the orgy. Um, It was their friends who were really hot and older than me. And just, I thought that they were the hottest thing to walk the planet. This one girl absolutely was, she was a woman. Y'all, this is the, where the whole soccer mom thing came from. It was her. It was, it it, it was her. And I like, uh, yeah, fucking Casper mattress. <laughs> like, I I don't know w- how it led to it, but, like, we were in my friend's parents' bathroom, which is this gorgeous high-rise ceiling bathroom, like, marble everything. And I just remember I, like, picked this woman up with both of her legs, sat her on the counter, and just, like, went to town. And then we ended up upstairs, and then the other two girls came into the room and they were like, Oh, this looks fun. Jump on the bed. Y'all, when I tell you there was more than I could handle. And I was like a little, I was like a little sex slave, but I was willing. Um, a willing uh, sex slave. I was a willing sex slave. It was insane. And um, all I remember is like passing out, like sprawled out, butt naked on this oversized bean bag. There was a pizza guy downstairs delivering pizza to the to the friends, and he was like, "Oh, it sounds like you guys are having fun in there." And I just hear someone down at the door, like getting the pizza, being like, "Yeah, we have a lesbian passed out on a bean bag upstairs. It's a good time." Um, <laughs> it, and then the next morning when I wake up my friend who was not a part of the orgy is like yelling at me and I'm like waking up I'm like what's happening what's happening apparently when I had lifted that girl onto her parents like bathrooms encounter she had like a brand new Jeffree Star palette that that girl's like landed on and it crushed the entire like makeup palette and I was in big trouble but I was like you don't understand I just like Forget, I just had sex with the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. Like, please forgive me. Um, like that's like the Molly experience that I remember is insane. Oh my okay. god. Uh I, I don't know if I should or should not try Molly after both your stories. Um Molly was fine for me. I mean, I had a good time. No, I I know, but like like yours. <laughs> yeah, way different. I don't know. Yeah. Sent into a frenzy. <laughs> it was a it was a pussy frenzy. When I tell you these girls were running around naked, they were fine as hell. One of them was a volleyball player. If you know anything about volleyball players, they they have them asses, bruh. Yeah, they, they have get a them good build. Ass- Yep, and my face was all up in it. Oh, Oh my God. 
Oh yeah. my. I had, a, I had a fun little gay phase. It wasn't to prove a point. It was just for fun. <laughs> Yours was, it was for just, fun. It, actually, it was to prove that I'd be good at it. <laughs> to prove I, you'd be good at it. I, yeah, me too. Uh, I, I was really good at it. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Bailey, you at one point during that story said, I have a similar story. Bailey, um, oh yeah, Bailey, what's if, your orgy story? Uh, yeah, I, I, my curiosity couldn't stop me from going back to that. So, uh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, I sent this to my mom, but I'll. S- <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. So, I we I was living in New Orleans, and um, there was these the, there's this couple that turned out to be swingers as our relationship progressed (gasps) i know the story yeah and anyway before that they made it very apparent that they were hitting on me specifically um there was an instance of us like that couple and um me going over to their friend's house uh we'll call him uh derek so we all go to derek's house and we are just, you know, I don't know. They were, I think they were like smoking. We were just like getting high and drinking and all this stuff. And Derek works at a, like, I don't know, some kind of like sugar plant or something. And he has an ungodly amount of powdered sugar. And for so, and also, this is irrelevant completely, but he also had a bear rug, and that's the first real one I've ever seen. But anyway, (laughs) Derek had this ungodly amount of powdered sugar. So we all get the best idea ever that we're going to pour this into a kiddie pool that we also conveniently have. What? (laughs) Why? Why? First of all, why do we have that? in the house on a random like tuesday night and then um so we all get this kitty pull out and then we start pouring powdered sugar and we all decide that it's gonna be great to like take pictures in it right so we all like basically strip down and like lay in this like and when i say kitty pool it's like a little bit bigger than a kitty pool it's like one of those inflatable ones that like you like a like i can fit most of my body in Okay, so then we uh, we all just start kind of like laying in this powdered sugar and it, taking pictures of one another. And yeah, and then at around 4 a.m. I'm like, well, I think I'm going to go home now. <laughs> or have you ever seen the movie, like the the clip of Forrest Gump? It's where he stops running. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll go home now. That I'm, was I'm me running now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was done with all that. I was like, okay, well, it's time, time for me to go home. And I Ubered back, and it was like a kind of like a walk of shame because I was like, like powdered sugar was in my hair. I was very still drunk, and um, I yeah. Wait, did so did an orgy happen or not happen? <laughs> not <laughs> the, not really, not completely, not for me. Like there was okay. nothing, there was no, nothing entering my body. That sounds like a setup from the time you said powdered sugar. 
Yep, I know. And I, I think, I think whenever it was getting to that point of like, you know, oh, this is like cute and fun and like whatever, to like we are gonna like, you know, do each other. I'm like, yeah, this is where I, this is where I leave. This is this was fun up until this point. Yeah, this is my See, exit. See, I think that that's the biggest difference um, between you at your age and a little bit earlier on and me at the same time. When people were fucking, I was about it. Nope. I, I was about yeah, it. I think part. I'm on Bailey's side. I think I told you guys about the, the recent, or not the recent, sorry. I recently told you guys about the experience that I had when we went to Tampa. It was a work trip and we went to the liquor store with me and this other girl, we went to the liquor store to go pick up who got liquor. Uh, and we met these twins. Uh, we met these twins. Um, so we went to the liquor store, we met these twins, and they invited us back to their house. <laughs> Why we decided to go, I have no idea. Um, but we went, and it wasn't their house it was their friend's house who was significantly older probably by like 10 years and um the two twins were kind of cute and um (laughs) they were all like dabbing and not the dance uh they were literally smoking weed with the dab pen which i did not partake (laughs) because i felt like that was not gonna be good for me um and then I remember getting really tired. I went and laid down and I woke up in the middle of the night. I opened the door and my corporate trainer, the person who's on my team, is getting railed by the guy that who is 10 plus years older. For the people that know me, I have completely retired, essentially, um, from like partying days drinking drugging alcoholing sexing i mean not in- entirely but just like rowdy you know mm-hmm. stuff like that um, the i don't love using it yeah 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 i i don't fuck around with women anymore i i just can't take it yeah, seriously enough. Dickly. yeah strictly dickly strictly pretty straight edge for the most part um because of how crazy and intense my adolescence and teenage and early 20 years was, where do you guys feel like from a lot of the stories that we've told, where do you feel like you guys have fallen? I don't feel like you guys are fully retired, but I also don't think that you guys like dabbled in serious hardcore drugging and like no. insane criminal activity and orgies and stuff. Um, so I'm 27 and I've retired. Bailey, I feel like you're still kind of figuring I, stuff out. I honestly feel, and a lot of people are going to disagree with this, I feel like I have a pretty good balance. Yeah, uh, I think you do too. Because um, uh, it's like whenever I'm not, you know, uh, out or whatever, like on the weekends or hanging out with friends, I kind of just come home and watch YouTube and, you know, um, occasionally. Yeah, you're like training for a professional swim meet right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I would have never thought of doing that at like 23. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, don't know. I think I've got a pretty good balance on it right now. And I don't think it's really like none of it is really a problem for me. But 
Except smoking yeah. nicotine. Like, that's the only problem that I'm actively trying to quit. <laughs> Is there but. anything you would still, like, be open to try? Um, at this point in my life, uh, no, I think I've tried all the things I wanted to try or want you know, want to try. Um, so, so have, pro- you had at this point- have you been in an orgy? Oh, no, and I don't want that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Melina, what about you? <laughs> is there anything that you would that you feel like, because um, you're a little bit older than us, is there anything that you feel like you still want to try? You still want to, like, as far as, like, the kind of underground scene, crazy scene goes? I mean, Mushrooms with your brother is coming up soon, so. Yeah, that's probably the only one. I've also never done Molly before. Um, I think with the right environment, I wouldn't mind trying that. Um, but, no, I, I don't think I have... Like, uh, I didn't really have, like, an addictive personality or, like, um, you know, a phase where I, I drank a whole lot or I smoked a whole lot, you know, besides as my teenager and trying to fit in. Um, but I know that in my 20s, I made sure that I went out a lot, right? Like, every weekend, I, I tried to go to the club and go out and dancing because I knew once I got to my 30s, I was not going to want to do it. And I didn't want to regret not going, going when out. I was young. Yeah, I didn't want to, um, yeah, I didn't want to feel like I missed out. Um, so I made sure that I, I went out and, um, and danced and learned new things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, if we're, th- we're talking not drugs or alcohol related, like I've, like even, you know, have, I've had orgies before. I've had threesomes before. Ah, um, that scares me. I think anything sexual is really, I think, makes me feel so uncomfortable. A guy asking me, like, hey, do you want to, like, try bringing a third person in or something? It is the number one reason that now that I've, I'm only really with guys are looking for, like, a husband or a life partner, um, I will not tell them about my gay past because there's something mm. about men hearing yep. about my gay past and being like oh we should try that together it it sends me into a murderous rage and i'm like you greedy bastard that was my thing i was 17 years old and i was fucking around with these girls in like honestly kind of like a wholesome way i mean it was very sexual so like not that wholesome but like (laughs) we were all just like oh we're girls we have boobies what happens when you touch them and kiss on them you know like (laughs) you know like it was like that versus right. like a guy being like oh i'd love to see you like fuck Both. a girl like right. it's so so awful uh, um but it's so and that's always my like reaction is very like extreme like i will leave you now um <sighs> and then hearing someone be like i'm a little bit older like i'd be interested in like maybe being in a relationship and bringing someone into it like that's so um different from my perspective so it's so interesting uh to hear do you think that if you communicate that you know maybe you could tell them um like hey this is like my past but before you say anything you dumb motherfucker um you stupid son of a bitch (laughs) yeah you stupid son of a bitch um i am not ever that was for me do not ever ask me anything yeah if you want to go have a gay orgy i know tons of gay men that would love to slide it into your butthole buddy yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know maybe maybe you can have the conversation then so that way they they're like they know but 
um you'd be no, like okay. i've already i've already decided like it's oh, okay. completely it's off the table because i've cool. tried with guys before being like oh yeah this is what my past is like i also like opening up to guys about my past i feel like it has not worked out well for me um probably because they were all the wrong guys for sure that's step one mm-hmm. but also because i i do i do have a little bit of a rough background a little bit of a it, kind of hardcore um, and I feel like looking for that, like, sweet, innocent, like, wifey material, that's not me, buddy. <laughs> I've, been, I've been through the ringer. Let me tell you, I've been to the ringer and through the ringer. Um, so typically with guys, I'm like, fresh start, new stuff. Oh, yeah, I was military as a kid. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's about all you're going to get. So um, uh, speaking of guys and relationships and whatnot, I have recently got back on Tinder um <laughs> fucked in there. I right. uh I haven't been on there in like two years um because I just I do think of it as like a hookup app um I have used like Facebook dating before but I feel like people just aren't for like aren't serious on there like they don't mm-hmm. ever seem to like ask Facebook for dating is like hey hey yeah what's up? it's it's not like cool. uh, I'm looking for something it's I'm a board and on but I yeah. got on I got on Tinder uh you know a couple of days ago and this guy messaged me and we were talking and some something happened and I was like, oh that makes sense. And he said, You sitting on my face makes sense. Oh, they're horrible. And I was like, I <laughs> forgot how obscene Tinder is. Yep, it's like every message. I have like I'll have such a I'll have such a cute guy like I swear to God like a ten out of ten, and 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 then we'll have a great conversation. And I remember the the most recent one. I was like, oh, by the way, I think you should like keep the mustache. I I like the mustache. He was like, yeah, but it comes with a lot of responsibility. And I was like, oh yeah, I do tell. And he was like, everyone wants a mustache, right? And First of all, that's funny. Second of all, fuck you though. <laughs> fuck you though. <laughs> yeah, I. Not... But at least like you're in the conversation already, and then they like make the joke. Like this person was like the second message he yeah. sent to me. The, okay, and then hold on. There's one more I just got. It was the first message this guy sent to me, um, and he goes, "Hold on, let me find it." Um, oh my god, fuck! Where did he go? Oh, I blocked him. I blocked him because uh, he was something like, uh, something about like, you should handle my balls or something about his his balls. Uh, I, I I don't, uh, you should, oh, oh my God, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have it at the tip of my brain. Um, tip of his balls tip of his balls (laughs) uh but anyway yeah he was like you you know bust my balls that's what he said and so like that can kind of be taken as you know like because i had literally like had a conversation with somebody like five days ago they were like oh you're busting my balls right like you're messing with them sarcasm y'all that good stuff so when he said that he was like oh you should bust my balls and i was like with a hammer (laughs) molina Ew. <laughs> and he was like, he he said something, and I was like, "You mean by stomping on them?" He's like, "That could be feel good," and I was just like, "I." Oh them. my god! So I, I okay with Tinder. I haven't had Tinder in like probably many years up until recently. Like okay, 
but my thing with Tinder is I'll delete it and then I'll re-download it like three or four days later and then I'm like ooh this is stupid and then I delete it and then like a week later I'll re-download it it's just like a whole process and I nothing ever comes of it ever so I don't know why I keep going on but See, the only yeah. thing that I've gotten off tinder has been a few friends which I'm very thankful for and I've also got the best cat in the world because of tinder but what I also think is funny is that so- is not the best cat in the world but anyway she continue. Is the she's the best she's so Savannah, mean you have never met her in person and I'm telling you, you do not get to say that but anyway she's continue. so mean Molly's so mean she's but so mean but that's why I love her she's such a raging bitch and she's good to me though and that's all that matters i understand that because that's how i feel about lucy right but such a raging bitch but as long as you're like nice to me then that's perfect um but so what you know whenever like you're on a dating app or something and you you're like oh well where's the best place to contact you and you're like trying to make it make it out of the app you're like oh well what's your snapchat or what's your tech what's your phone number or something like that right yeah okay well um i've had a lot of people who you know they're like just add me on snapchat after um like we match and no we never go on a date nothing ever comes of it but we just like keep each other on snapchat i love after like i don't know a few weeks or like maybe a few months i see a story of that person i'm like who is this i'm like oh my god that's a guy i matched with and they're like in love and going on dates and basically getting married with someone and i'm like that could have been me thank god it wasn't do you ever but (laughs) thank god it wasn't but do you (laughs) but do you ever see that it's like they you know it's like oh okay this could be a potential thing for me and then you know it nothing happens within a few days you ghost each other whatever but you keep each other and then you see a story and they're like oh you're in love now that was quick i thought you liked me like uh, two weeks ago <laughs> I uh, I, um, the only I reason i have it is because i uh, i don't get like when guys are trying to get out of the app and i'm not really sure if i like them at all I, there's like a too soon to ask me out of the yes. app it's like yes. hey hey how's it going what's your number can i like text you and i'm like no No. message give me something to work with baby that's a lot that's a lot of people to like add to something personal to have to remember who they are or like be part of your like it's just too much and i already have to like go through messages to see if i like asked somebody like what they do for work or like ask them a question that i ask everybody um snapchat and then i can't even remember who you are and then i see you or i see you i it's just or i don't talk i've to gotten myself anymore, caught a- up in that being like i i've definitely have asked a guy the same question twice because i was just going through people to be like is anyone yep. on here worth a damn um and i remember being like like oh like so you live in huntsville and they were like yes we talked about this and i'm like oh haha just kidding i just re-downloaded the app or something i don't fucking know i like <laughs> I I hate to bring up a problem that I don't have a solution for, but I oh. feel like it's just uh, words ruin everything. Like I can find someone very attractive, <laughs> but then they're like, but then like the conversation just goes. But then they talk. <laughs> yeah, and then and as soon as they open their mouth, I'm like, oh my god, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. Not not actually hate you, but it's like, oh my gosh, I could never be with you for more than like ten minutes. But basically, what it is is like, you know, they're so attractive. Like we have this like natural chemistry thing going on, and then they're like, 
Yeah, so um, I, I'm in school for marketing. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. You ruined it. You killed it. <laughs> like, please just tell me how you, I don't know, go like hunt buffalo in the mountains or something. Or like, tell me how you like, <laughs> I don't know, cut. Like, you're a lumberjack. I be a fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> don't tear with my bare hands. I'm in school for marketing. It's like, yeah, that that's cool. Like, that's an accomplishment and everything. But it's like you ruined it like the hotness just you know okay (laughs) this is so left but okay guys jobs that are red flag like a guy works this job red flag anything blue collar but i love it i can't stay away i love blue collar men um i'm not wait i thought that was exactly what you're looking for Bailey. exactly what i'm looking for yes um like people who drive uh like tractor trailers (laughs) <laughs> oh, like CDL drivers? Yes, and not and not because I have anything against them, but because they're in different area codes and places at all. Times. They be hooking up with them lot lizards. Yeah, oh they have their God. tender profile set to what wherever the fuck they are. They go. Um, so that was a red flag for me. Like I usually don't like to continue conversations. Plus, like I don't want them to be like if I was in a relationship with them, they'd be gone for quite a bit of time. And they have such a weird schedule. I just don't think that I would want that to be part of my schedule. But anyway, the biggest thing for that is <laughs> the different area codes. And like, I have trust issues right now. Um, I know this <laughs> sounds so bad, but I've ran into this before, like a couple times. And I didn't realize for me, it's like, I don't like that until I ran into a couple of them. Melina, don't get mad. Photographers. Um, I don't think I'm going to get mad. I think so. so I love, to, I love that you're a photographer. Yeah. Um, so but you'll have to explain your reason, but I'm going to like guess for a second. And if maybe I'm way off, uh, cause when I see a male photographer, I either think that they are full of themselves, right. um, or they might lean a little bit towards the other team or they want yeah nude like photo like they're not even yeah <laughs> so I met I like was uh, I matched with a guy who's a male photographer and on his profile he has pictures that he took of like girls in their underwear but on mm. his thing was like looking for a long-term relationship and I was like that uh doesn't big fucking yikes it was it was I literally told him I was like you are so nice your conversation is great but like I can't get down with this I'm so sorry and he was like it's not like that it's not like that at all like I'm a professional like all these kind of things and I'm like her ass is up like I'm literally looking at she's doing everything but spreading her fucking cheeks for you to see her butthole like (laughs) like, and he has this on his profile and I'm like no sense i know i know and then um there was another guy that i ran into and it looked like he kind of did like sports photography and stuff like that but he also did photography like for like strippers as well um and so now i'm like photographer and off my list because even if you're just like oh i take pictures of landscapes for national geographic eventually you're gonna want a photo of my butt cheeks i know it because you're a fucking photographer I just have and, this feeling. And 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 that's that's fine if he wants to take pictures of your butt cheeks. I just don't think that it should be displayed on your Tinder profile. That makes literally no, no sense. No, it was on his Facebook profile. Like that he like his, his like business. his actual 
No, like uh, no, like his actual his profile. Oh, yeah, bad. yeah. He um, had like a photography album, and it was like girl butt cheeks, ass up, and it was like. <laughs> so, so this isn't um, like a job that anyone had. This was just because you were talking about what they had on their profile. So I was thinking you had a Tinder profile. I did not swipe right on this person, so I cannot like tell you exactly what the profile said. But he had he had a like he had a total of three or four photos, right? And the last photo, which I didn't even scroll to until after I read his profile, but his last photo was a picture of him and this girl at a party. And in his profile bio, it read, don't even worry about the girl in the picture. Uh, (laughs) This is so bad. Don't even worry about the girl in the picture. That was taken during the holidays and she passed away in a terrible or a fatal. She was in a fatal car accident a couple months after this photo. And I will always love that photo. Oh, that's so sad. What? Wait, it 100% is very sad. But why, why did, did you just put, put that on your, on your profile, profile and in your bio? Literally makes no sense. Yeah, like, that's a little. That. Yeah, I think he- they just need therapy. They do. No, yeah, they do. I like, think I, they don't know how to deal it with it, bad. so they're like, "Oh yeah, well, this happened to me. Why as well tell you and the whole world about it?" Like they're not back to it, this reality yeah, yet. It, it left. I was like, "I yeah, you need some help, buddy." And I'm not. I'm not a therapist. I'm not um, the help. After um, being in sales for so long, I don't think I'd be with somebody who's in sales. Nope, oh, what do you, what do you, okay, I was wondering if I was the only one here who felt that. Nope, I used to be super attracted to salespeople, like right until I was like until I become in sales. Now, yeah. uh, now men that are in sales, I absolutely right. hate. Which is funny because I'm still in sales, but I love right. it. But I just seeing so many. yeah it's different it's different just seeing so many like bad people in sales Mm -hmm. it really Mm -hmm. just yeah and majority of the bad ones being the guys it's something uh, i think narcissism runs rampant Mm -hmm. in men who are in sales so i think when that guy yeah i i don't um and then, yeah, and they think they can manipulate you and, like, get, mm-hmm. you they're know, five-step five you. Five, <laughs> yep, they're gonna five-step you, they're gonna say whatever, and then you're gonna buy from them regardless. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just, I, I don't know. And and to our listeners, uh, we all did sales for three-plus plus years, yeah. uh, and they're speaking from personal experience, and we are not um, just putting sales, guys. If you do sales cool good for you we're not yeah you i'm the sure bus. you're great but I'm sure how's your great. relationship with your girlfriend yeah <laughs> <laughs> do, you does, do you think she's a worthless piece of garbage because you're a narcissist by any chance does that ring a bell <laughs> do you think you're better than her and can when you're staying in that hotel than the other uh, area code it doesn't count oh yeah okay you know, I, I, this brings up a, a question because I'm kind of thinking from the listener standpoint. A lot of people who listen to, you know, girls talk about the things that we talk about. We're just friends here, just kind of like venting. And today is kind of like a low vibe, um, low okay. energy, yeah, chill podcast anyway. Um, a lot of people would take some of our like red flags or quarrels or like preferences with guys and be like, those girls are just insecure. Um, you know what I Sorry. mean? They, they'd be like, probably they'd be like, actually, I don't know. 
I haven't really um, thought about it, but probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people would say, like, oh, those those girls are just insecure. They just can't, like, handle this and that and the other. Um, how do you guys feel about when you, when you say, like, oh, I don't want a guy that does this or a guy that does that or a guy like this or a guy like that or this is how I feel about men? Um, and then someone being like, oh, well, you're just you're just insecure. If you were a more confident woman, you'd be able to handle a guy like that. You know what I mean? Um, what's y'all's opinion on that? Well, I, I think I think it depends on the the thing that you're like pointing out. Like if it's like um, uh, okay. So with I'm just to stir like the pot, just to like yeah, stir know, the pot, see, girl. devil's see, advocate. Yeah, just to, just to kind of see like I guess Melina's reaction. So I I think that like the different like area code thing or like that the job thing that's more of like not the actual job but the fact that they're in different area codes and stuff i think that's like a trust issue right like that's yeah. that's something on like that would be on my end right or if i if think I, the same thing with the photography thing i think i think right. i say that because i don't trust but i think and and i don't know i can't really think of anything in particular that i do with guys that are are like that but i think i i don't really judge anyone as far as like their work the, the how they look what I, well i do i guess i judge them on how they look i gotta find them attractive but mine is more so i judge them very quickly on the first like five to ten minutes of the conversation with me like i can have a conversation with someone for 10 minutes and I know people are nervous and I know people are whatever and you're not really your true self but I just cut it I make my decision on if I want to pursue something or get to know someone better off of the first like five to ten minutes um and that's like uh, so I I don't know and like the whatever I'm feeling with that I wish I could change it sometimes but I cannot whatever I feel that's it and that I run with that <laughs> right you, yeah you feel like uh, your instincts are are pretty good and yeah get good judge of character right um and and to go off of your area codes and the trust thing I think the reason because I didn't have a problem with it before right and I don't think it's an insecurity thing as much as it is you know the last relationship I had they did live in a different area code and they were the only person that I've ever dated that um cheated on me right and so I think I'm just always going to link it to that it's not a you know a, a I don't know if it's on a I don't think it's a trust thing because I think that you know I I if I dated somebody else in another area I think it would be triggering a little bit um but not not I don't uh, it's definitely not an insecurity thing because that person the minute I found out like I dropped him like a bag of rocks into the ocean. Like I never spoke to him again. Um, and I feel like somebody who was insecure, like wouldn't have been able to do that. Like I know, I know my worth and I know that I deserve better than that. Um, but I think that it just kind of did jade me a little bit. Right. You have a jaded who... perception, but that's, yeah, uh, right. But that's, that's more of what it is than insecurity. Right. But I, I would, like I, I don't know if it's like I said I don't really know if it's like a trust thing or, or whatever but for like I don't know I even though regardless of the past experiences I just tr I try my best to look at everyone with fresh eyes yeah, yeah and and then just judge them off the the initial conversation like that I, I feel like I am pretty good about that 
is yeah. at least giving everyone a chance. Now, like, they could do nothing wrong in the five minutes, or but I'm still just, like, classifying it's That connection's, them. yeah, that connection's not there. Yeah. Like, it's... And it, like, that's the thing, though. A connection will, it's not even a connection, but we will get along, like, great. Like, it, it'll be a fine conversation. But the thing is, I get along, I could get along with a brick wall. So, you so could. That, that doesn't make someone you like, could Bailey you, you could like that doesn't make someone like special or really stick out to me because we had we were able to keep a conversation going right right so like I don't know if something doesn't stand out or if there's not something I really just like I'm just like oh, okay well we can be friends <laughs> that's it mm-hmm. that's all she wrote what about you Savannah um uh wait pertaining to what the question that you asked us about um like if somebody t- said like you are saying these things because you're insecure, right? Yeah, I I don't know. I feel I feel unsure about it um, because it's hard uh, as you get a little bit older and you have more relationship experience, you do end up a little bit jaded um, from those experiences, um, especially if they were kind of negative, like negative experiences. Um, it does make you look at relationships a little bit differently. I think for me, I'm very, very closed off. Um, like I'm not on any dating apps, any Tinder or anything. Um, I think after my last breakup, I, I got on a couple times and I was on there specifically for hookups. I knew why I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and I have a hookup policy. We can hook up twice and then we're done. Um, <laughs> One, two, done. You don't even get a third chance. The third is like, okay, Reserved. are you, yeah, are you moving in? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got like a two hook, and and I think I did. I think there was just two people that I hooked up with after that, but I've I've been completely offline um, since then, and I think often about like my next relationship venture like what that would look like or what I would want out of that um and it I'm not sure if it's if it's insecurity or if it's just being very guarded from past experiences um but I'm much much more willing to say absolutely not to something than I am to be like Oh yeah, that's that sounds good. We we could be friends or anything like I don't I don't have friends. I've got Bailey and Melina <laughs> and my horse. You're like I got enough friends actually. I've got enough friends. <laughs> I don't need any more. Um, and I also I don't keep male friends in general um, unless they're gay. If they're gay, then they are m- more than welcome to. They are okay. <laughs> if they're gay, they're it's okay. okay to be okay. Or- it's okay to be okay. It's okay to be okay. Uh, yeah, uh, um, because they're not trying to fuck me. Right. For the most part. Right. So all the listeners here, you just got to pretend for a second that you're um, gay, get on the inn with Savannah, and uh, and then move to the next step. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm not, at this moment, it's turned into... Um, like I used to think to myself, like, oh, 
I'm going to meet the love of my life in a grocery store. Like, I'm just going to be shopping. I think I told you guys this. Like, I'm just going to be shopping, and they just walk up to me, and they're like, wow, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. Like, will you marry me? Um, And now I think I, like, mean mug people at the grocery store. I'm like, stay away. I'm working on myself. Leave me alone. I love talking to strangers. Why did you look at me twice? (laughs) I feel like my forehead just has a talk to me sign on it and I'll and sometimes I'll just not be in the mood even to talk to someone and that's whenever whenever everyone just like sees me as like a like I've got a magnetic field and like it's very rare that I don't want to talk to people but they just are they're like oh hey stranger do you want to have would you like to engage in a 10 minute conversation with me I'm like oh god you need to buy this 10 10 pound bag of cat food yeah, that was so. That was the instance I was talking to. I like. I, I'm trying to go get like cat food or whatever for my cat because she's out of food. She's like starving, and I'm so, I'm having a bad day. I'm like me mugging. I'm there's not a, a smile in sight, and um, I I go down this aisle. I get the cat food or whatever, and I get this like small little five five dollar little thing, but it's only like a one serving basically, and I. I'm going out of the aisle with my buggy. I turn right, and this girl almost hits me, like, with her buggy. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, really, it's no big deal. She looks into my my buggy and sees, says, no, girl, you need this cat food over here. Follow me. So we follow. I follow her back down the cat aisle. <laughs> and uh, she puts this cat food in my buggy and was like, here, there you go. That's better. And, um... And yeah, so I got the cat food. And then while she walked away, there was this other girl that was like, yeah, man, I don't know. Down the same cat food aisle. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, man. They just, she was looking at the canned food. She's like, I, my cat only eats the blue cat food. And they, they don't have packs of just the blue cat food. They have blue and green. And they don't like the green. What am I supposed to do? And once again, I'm like, oh my god. These strangers keep talking to me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know what to say here. I was just like, that really sucks. I I, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Did, did your cat eat the big ass bag of cat food? No, I ended up giving it to my friend because he had a Okay. Ton. He has a ton of like just like feral cats at his house, okay. so I okay. just dumped the. <laughs> but I bought the cat food. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me the other day with this guy when I was buying ramen noodles, and he was like, "Do you like noodles?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I obviously I'm picking out noodles." And he brought me two aisles down to show me these spicy noodles. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it. And I even put it in my car. And then he, like, walked away. He's like, next time you see me here, you're going to have to tell me how you liked them. Um, and I finished my shopping. And I put it back on the shelf and grabbed my ramen noodles because they were way less expensive. Um, <laughs> but I thought of you during that moment. I'm oh, like, oh, I'm glad. Is- oh, this is what yeah. happened to Bailey. But I'm just not an idiot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Savannah, what were you gonna say? That's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> catch us, catch us next week. Um, uh, seven thirty a.m. on Wednesdays.
Well, this comes to an abrupt end. Oh, 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 just kidding. I'm back. We're, we're back in business. Uh... <laughs> she, you left, and Savannah says, well, that's all, folks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was in the same um, window, so when I went to go check the the other uh, topic, it, uh, it closed it out. That's so funny. Um... That's all, folks. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think maybe maybe um, that is all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> on that note, um, on that note, it was just supposed to be a very simple episode, very chillax. Uh, we went a little crazy, but instead we went onto a drug and sex <laughs> rampage. Um, and I it's just love where it. it went. Yeah, no, it was. I like this. This episode has uh, been great. Um, I think so. I honestly, uh, obviously, we we went a little crazy last week with a a really long episode and a lot to talk about. So. Um, I think that it's good to have just a, a nice little short episode, a little clip it, not to first uh, off, this isn't short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually don't couldn't tell you how long it is because I accidentally jumped off the call. Um, oh good. So but it's definitely half she, well well that was a fucking lie. It's uh, the one before last week, so Right. No, I, I've really I've really enjoyed this episode and, and just chit chatting with you gals, even though we were all low energy. Um or you know, I guess lower energy than uh normal. normal. But yeah, um once again, um thanks for listening tuning in to the Divs podcast. We post every uh, Wednesday at seven thirty AM. Um, yeah thank you yeah all right appreciate you bye bye ladies love you bye